What's been needed for a while now is some dramatic reversal of pretty much everything. Well, things have aligned so that your number three quarterback just might engineer that. Don't move away from it. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. Can you believe this is what we're talking about right before Christmas? <laughs> I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll also check out. Steelers versus Bengals, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. at Akershire Stadium. Mason Rudolph is the expected starter, the projected starter. And here's hoping he actually is the starter. No, I have not been Mason's biggest advocate. Yes, I have expressed at least hope at different points of this season that Kenny Pickett could be the guy moving forward. I even expressed hope a couple of weeks ago that Mitch Trubisky could show something, anything, in Kenny's absence. Well, scratch one off, scratch the next off, and here's here's the last guy. And you know what? The last guy, insanely enough, just might not be the worst guy out of this mix. Take that in whatever context you will. But there it is. Mason's numbers are better than Kenny's through roughly the same number of NFL starts. And Mason got his start, in fact, eight of his 10 career NFL starts, in an awful situation in 2019 where he was just basically thrown to the wolves in week three when Ben Roethlisberger was hurt. Then he got drilled over the head and knocked out one or two times, whatever it was, and nothing really went right for him. And yet his numbers were still better than what we've seen from Pickett this season. And continuing with the the positives in this stream, he's... 6'5", he's 230, he's built a lot more like an NFL quarterback. He's seeing over the line, and he's got the biggest arm on the team. Nobody would dispute that. Nobody. His ability, in fact, to put the ball downfield is unmatched on this roster, both in terms of strength and accuracy. It's something that he's always just been naturally good at. Now, where does he struggle? The short passing game is not his friend. A soft touch is not his friend. Reading defenses is not his friend. And it used to be, though it isn't as much anymore because he's really, really worked at it, that happy feet behind the line of scrimmage also were not his friend, like at all. In fact, that might have made him look worse than anything. It it made him look like a jittery backup. Well, if you go back to his last start, which, by the way, was... All the way back to November of 2021, that was that weird game against the Lions where he should have won, but his receivers kept making just flagrant drops on perfect passes that he'd thrown. But the poise in the pocket was there. The happy feet were gone. And that's not something that's returned in practice settings, in training camp settings, and in preseason games. So before I get to writing 
Mason's speech that he's going to deliver in Canton, all I'm saying here is that he gives you an option to do something that you haven't yet done. And my goodness, does this team need that. So if Kenny comes back, and Kenny, by the way, is a limited participant in practice with Mike Tomlin having acknowledged yesterday that today would be, and I quote directly, a big day, end quote, in determining Kenny's status for this weekend. No, okay? No, for a whole bunch of reasons. It's not like Kenny's that great that he's merited being thrown out there playing at 80%. Okay, he's not that great at 100%. But beyond that, just no, okay? This offense, for all its mega warts, has shown at least the possibility of running the football consistently. Okay, so you've got something going there. You were able to do it just three weeks ago in Cincinnati against this same opponent. Fine. Wonderful. Do that some more. We also saw Kenny, to his credit, connect on a handful of deeper balls to Deontay Johnson, to George Pickens, and that made a difference, and that spread everything out, and that's how the Steelers were, for the most part, able to pull off that W. And add into that the nine catches that were made by Pat Fryermuth, most of them across the middle, and you have pretty much a, a, a sampler of the stuff that Mason's good at. If you start looking for little soft lobs and touch over somebody's head that just plops down into their arms, you're not going to get it from him. You're not. He's not a graceful quarterback when it comes to throwing the football. But he can let it go. And if he sees where it needs to go and understands it and stays firm, he'll attach the velocity. And if he gets a little bit of a chance to get comfortable, the accuracy as well. But beyond that, look, I I don't want to get too much into intangibles. These Steelers don't deserve that. They're not that good. However, when you're building up to what can only be considered a must win. When you're trying to lock and load out of a lot of different situations, most of them negative, it's nice to be able to ride something that's positive. This was Eddie Faulkner, the offensive coordinator, yesterday. Um, you know, Mason's uh, got confidence about him. You know, we feel good about um, inserting him in. I mean, you know, Mason works like a pro. He always has. Um, And from that standpoint, you know, we feel confident about putting him in there and going to execute. Gives him a rallying point. You see what I mean? Uh, Mason has been here a long time. He knows all of these players and they know him really well. And there's nothing you can do, believe it or not, in an NFL environment to earn your teammates respect more than really showing out in practice settings. Because anyone can get motivated for a game. It's something else to do it when no one's looking. Then there's also the Mason angle, meaning Mason himself. A lot of people feel, and I hear from you guys, a lot of you guys who feel this way, that he's been wronged, that he's never really gotten a chance. Well, listen to him on the subject of getting that chance. This after his first practice as the number one quarterback earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, 
just, you know, uh, I, I, I think I've smiled a few times today because it's, it's been a while since I've taken the reps in the walkthrough and been the guy. And, you know, so thankful to God for giving me this opportunity. Just a lot of, uh, a lot of gratitude for, you know, for Mike Tomlin keeping me around, Omar Khan keeping me around. And, and um, so you got the opportunity now you can go and make, make, make use of it to the best of your ability. You want to pull the plug on that so that you can see something you've already seen? Not me. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from William, who says, DK, I'm failing to understand how Chooks Okorafor could lose his starting job indefinitely for merely suggesting the Steelers give up. But George Pickens can actually give up on multiple plays across multiple weeks, then double down on that decision when asked about it, and he still keeps his job? Is this not a prime example what's most wrong with this football team funny how the pebble in mike tomlin's shoe became a full-blown blister you know william i'm really tired of this subject and i'm not just saying that because i invested most of yesterday's episode into it i'm not inclined to just repeatedly analyze uh, Pickens and his divaness or laziness or whatever it is that you'd want to term it because there's not really multiple different ways to say it or multiple needs to find ways to say it. He is exactly what he is. Tomlin took an extraordinary step. And I don't mean that necessarily in a positive sense. I mean it in the actual correct usage of the word extraordinary step in arranging his own impromptu second press conference of the week yesterday after practice, just to discuss Pickens, just to make clear to everybody that what Pickens had said to reporters the previous day was trash, the same thing I told you guys on the show, and that Pickens was going to play Saturday against the Bengals, because, as Tomlin made quite clear, he's not going to hurt the football team in order to hurt the player. Now, go right ahead and feel about that however you want. I said yesterday that nothing culturally changes until you address these things emphatically. However, I also just invested an entire segment on how Mason Rudolph can help this team hit some deep balls and make a big difference that way. Well, (laughs) I'm sure Mason would agree with me, and for that matter, agree with Tomlin, in that the last thing he'd want is to take away, by far, the team's most dangerous weapon in that specific regard. And that that'd go double, given the team's urgency to, you know, win this game. 
and, and, and I, I'm I'm fine with that explanation. I I think that's that's completely legit. I also think that in the longer term, whether or not Tomlin is the coach here, that the Steelers have to get back to considering character when it comes to drafting these players. It can't just be, wow, this guy's got out-of-the-world talent. He can do things that nobody else can do. Because it doesn't matter if you don't want to. It doesn't matter if you don't have the heart. It really doesn't matter if you're oblivious. Oblivious to the team around you. There's been a confidence among the Steelers, the brass, that I guess you could even call an arrogance, that they can fix anybody, that they can take any situation and make it right. That's why every year when we get to the NFL draft, no matter what comes up about this guy or that guy or troubled past or was doing pot the night before the combine or whatever, you'll always hear, ah, yeah, the Steelers can fix that. They'll bring him in and show him the Steelers way. Okay, well, no. They won't, because they aren't, and they haven't for quite a while. So do whatever you got to do to get through this season. Their priority is beating the Bengals. Make that the priority. Everything else needs to be addressed after the season. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do one more of these tomorrow. 